What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. We got a good one, folks. We got my buddy Hank from the 643 Conspiracy Pod. How's it going, brother? Hey, doing all right, man. How are you doing? Dude, I am so stoked for tonight. I've been looking forward to this for a month, my man. Oh, dude. No, you have no idea the level of excitement that I've had because a month ago, which was pretty much when you and Ryan had set this up close to a month ago, when he told me we were going to be on Monday Night Master Debaters, I had only been listening to you for a couple of weeks because Ryan turned me on to most of this conspiracy stuff. Like the only one I found myself that I listened to before me and Ryan really got into our deal was Cult of Conspiracy. But then as soon as I got hooked up with Ryan and we started actually talking about doing a podcast, he was like, you have to listen to, you know, Great Deception, Dangerous World, Wicked Planet, Sam Tripoli. He loves Sam Tripoli. I've heard a lot of consenting opinions about him, but I, I listen to him. You know, he's got some interesting stuff on there. He's got a guy on there pretty regular that talks about Louisiana hoodoo and stuff. It's pretty. That's a pretty good listen. No, but it's it's just wild, man. You know, uh, I really wish Ryan could be here with us tonight because, you know, he was the one that did all the communicating for us at first because he knew y'all for years and it's just been a blessing to have y'all and like Ron from new England and ghost and catalyst really just reach out and embrace me and what we were trying to do. And just y'all have completely blown me away 
And I know that I can speak for Crystal when I say that everything that y'all have done to spread the word about his GoFundMe and, you know, what happened, like it hits me and it hits me because I usually listen at work. And it stops me in my tracks every time I hear it. I'm just like, man, I just I, I thank God. I honestly do. I stop. I thank God that people are still willing to not forget so easy, you know, because but it's just it's awesome. You know, we're going to get through everything. And, with the great help that y'all provided, you know, I've already evolved my podcast several times over from where me and Ryan started. And I'm, a, I'm loving this roller coaster, man. This is great stuff. Yeah, man. And, and, and I want to, I want to, again, even though, and I thank everyone that has donated because we beat the, the $7,500 mark. It's yeah, up did. to 8,200 now, but that's still not enough. So guys, please check out, go, donate to the GoFundMe link. It's in the show notes. And we we got to get this thing over 10 grand at least. You know, that's that's been the goal from the beginning was to double the initial. And uh, you guys have done your part. I, I thank anyone that has donated to it, but we still have work to do. That's that's just not enough to help out with what they need and what they're going through. So um, you know, it's the least we can do is to help somebody in need. And, and, and this is a worthy, worthy cause, man. These two little kids need your help. His wife needs your help and, and anything you can donate. And like I said, on my end, we still have one more big donation coming because, uh, and if you want to join my Patreon, patreon.com slash the great deception, I'm donating May and June over to that GoFundMe also. So you have a couple days till, till June kicks in. And uh, we're going to send that over that way, too. That's nice of you, dude. That's a lot. So that's that's huge. Yeah, I need to donate more myself, but that's good of you, man. Yeah. No, it's the least we can do, man. Uh, and he, I know how excited you. We talked about this podcast, you know, him being on tonight for a month straight. And uh, and so we got it. We got to keep it going. We're going to have fun tonight in his honor. And uh, there's a lot of fun shit I want to talk about from your guys podcast and everything like that. So uh nico welcome back man how's it going glad to be back oh thanks man glad you could join last minute definitely yeah i was just pl playing with the kids my hair is a little wet because i took a quick shower but it worked all it all worked out <laughs> i love the background ryan has going on mars attacks dude you're like a choose your own i'm gonna adventure. sit here like this the whole time yeah, like every that. week like, it's a new one i, I love it had Thanks, pictures man. of Dude, my kids they had the russian uh experiments in there with the dog human head transplant and a bunch of cool little highlights in there i did, i can't i watched it as a kid i thought it was a horror movie right I'm, <laughs> now i'm like oh it's a comedy it's a comedy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was the same way nico i was scared shitless of it i'm like these yeah. things are gonna fucking kill us all yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, man. I like messing with these little until I get my I'm trying to set up a studio, dude. Like I'm going to get a nice little studio set up. And but until then, I'm just going to have some fun with some goofy pictures. That's great. So what do you got going on, Rye? Not a damn thing, man. I just got home barely. I was a little late. Luckily, you started recording a little late, so that's always good. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, was just doing a little bit of Memorial Day stuff with the family. Played some pool volleyball. You know what I mean? Had nice. to show these chicks what's up. Had to beat my mom and my sister's asses. I mean, you know, this is why men shouldn't be allowed to play sports with women. But, you know, we did it. And uh, me and my dad and my uh, male cousin really just put a hurting on these ladies, dude. dude so I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. 
I saw yeah. a really in, having a daughter. I saw a super inspirational video recently uh, on TikTok Reel. What I know it wasn't TikTok. I don't. It was whatever Instagram Reels of um, the first male or transgender MMA fighter fighting in the women's. Yeah, dude, it's brutal. That's but this, brutal. But this this girl whooped his, his or his, her ass right, and it was just like it was a, a super underdog thing. But she just kept coming at her with the little rabbit punches and not got a KO out of it, a TKO. Mm. So it's, it's not still, that Fox one because that Fox one's been destroying women. It's disgusting. It looked like it was going to go that way. Like she got a really big knee in on her and everything, but she, the other girl, was just like tenacious, throwing knees. Like every opportunity she had, she was landing little hits. So I guess it compounds after a while because yeah. it didn't seem like they were big, but it was just constantly, constantly little hits to the jaw, knees to the head. And then eventually she got the TKO. So I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> it doesn't take much, man. Up. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take much. If you get hit four or five good times in the same spot, it's going to make you change your way of thinking real quick. I'm yep. like, man, oh, however early they can start, my daughter's going to start wrestling. Dude, <laughs> I was going to say, man, if I had a daughter, I would get them in MMA. You watch highest levels MMA and women. They're not very good, dude. Like at all, oh, yeah. you could easily groom a, a girl to be a very, very, and I know you're not supposed to use that word groom. <laughs> this isn't like some dirty shit. This is like, you can, you can train. teach them. You can train yeah. and, and like get it in their head that they are a killer. And if you train a woman to be like that from a young age, dude, like look at this Aaron Blanchfield chick. She's like 24, I think. And she's dominating just because her dad basically trained her like she was a dude. Like, oh, if I yeah. had a daughter, she would be in MMA, dude. And I would absolutely be like, you're going to have fucking three belts right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My niece does MMA, right? And and she's a big girl. Like, her her dad's, like, 6'5". My sister is almost six foot, And she's 11, and she's a big girl, like, strong is as Is your sister's too. daughter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And she's been doing MMA now for oh, a little over two years. And... Dude, awesome, you do dude. not want her to mess around. Like she'll come mess around with you and put you in some arm bars or in in a in a choke, and it's get like you in a standing darts. And you're just yeah, like, I got to really fight to get out of it, man. Because I know nothing. <laughs> I, I I never uh, done martial arts, so I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking strong. But yeah, I I I'm with you. I got my son into it last year, and he loves it. So I, awesome. I recommend every kid should learn. You know, at least start with jujitsu or wrestling because I think those are two arts that every kid should know. Well, see, back awesome. in the day, we just used to call that fight. You know, down here in the fucking country, all we did was grow up whooping each other's ass for fun because that's oh, all yeah. there was to do. So, I mean, yeah, but street fighting is different than technical. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, These like, I would be at, hesitant at to level, wrestle. You need to know how to defend yourself because yeah. the biggest problem with this world is people have done forgotten that your words and actions that you do in the real world have real work consequences and you will get your fucking mouth rocked if you say it's the wrong thing around me and my family. And, and most people haven't got hit in their mouth in their life. Think about the 20, 25 oh, yeah. year olds that we have. They've never been hit in their face in their life. They've never been shamed at school for wearing something ugly or trying to be crazy. They've never had any social repercussions to their actions. And look at the world we're in. Yep. If everybody started getting hit in the mouth for all the fucked up things they said, we'd have a really better world real quick. That's that great Mike Tyson quote, man. A lot of people change their tune if they got punched in the mouth. Everybody's you know? got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Uh, That's right. Dude. Yep. 
He's like a philosopher now. I fucking I love Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, he's also. I mean, did you see that stuff where Jamie Foxx was talking about at that P Diddy party where him and like Mike Tyson were making out with dudes, and now oh what? Uh, Jamie Foxx is <laughs> is sick. You know what I mean? Mike Tyson's one of these like homosexual dudes that goes out there and acts like he's like he said a philosopher, but he's a shill dude. Like uh, I, I can't that's why him. he got pushed. He got blown up like just like any one of these other characters. Like, yeah. Even though Tate's like on the other side of the spectrum, it was insane how he he just appeared out of nowhere and like yeah, I still wouldn't step in as a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, right? no, yeah, don't yeah, get me no. wrong, dude. Mike, Mike Tyson. Still Mike still, Tyson. Still, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, Mike Tyson will still mess you up, dude. But also, like, I don't know if you've seen uh, footage of like like this uh, Geronte Davis, like the guy that just fought uh, Ryan Garcia, right? I don't know if you guys follow boxing much. I don't, but you know, one of these hot young boxers, right? And dude, some of the footage that they show of this guy in interviews backstage, he's standing very effeminately. He's looking at the dude like he wants to suck the life out of him. I mean, it is weird how these dudes are, these young boxers coming up. So, and I've heard all kinds of conspiracies about homosexuality and like the MMA world and stuff. And like, you kind of got to sleep your way to certain levels of oh, this shit. stuff. Well, it's yeah, the same with the weird. entertainment industry. Yeah. It's like the Greek, like the yeah. ancient Greeks. Yeah, uh, it seems like that. Like, like, uh, if you want to open a certain uh, like BJJ studio uh, under the name of like, let's say, I I'm not even going to say any names because it'll, it'll, you know, target somebody. <laughs> but you know, if you want to open a certain uh, BJJ place, you have to kind of like sleep with the dude that owns that brand, essentially don't, along don't, those lines. Don't tell me that's how it works at Tenth Planet, right? I'm not saying this. You know, <laughs> I just, I've heard, I've heard things about that. You know what I mean? Like, not with them necessarily, but yeah. other other gyms out there, allegedly. Hey, interesting. Mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> so I, I got a sports conspiracy. I don't think anybody's talked about, and it just hit me the other day when I was prepping for this show. And Rye, last week you were talking about Arizona and the connections with the 9-11 hijackers, right? Mm -hmm. At that base. Well, think about this. Okay. You had, what was the 2001 World Series? It the Diamondbacks. And the Yankees. So yeah, you had yeah. New York which yeah. was the dynasty or the empire at the time going against Arizona, which at the time was a relatively new franchise in baseball and had all these hijacker connections and who won the, the snake, hijackers, the right? snake, the and diamondback. Then, yeah. Oh, then shit. you go to <laughs> 2003, which is the next Yankees world series appearance. Who did they play there? The awesome. Florida Marlins. Oh, they did play Florida. Yep. And and Florida has all those ties to Mohammed Atta, the hijackers, the Saudi oh, Arabians yeah. that were living down there that left two weeks before 9-11. What's that county with Debbie Wasserman short Schultz? Like well, everything. They keep crazy saying it was Broward County, but it was actually Sarasota County that they were in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's what I I, I was reading up on it after I after Rye mentioned that last week. I was like, fuck, I'm like. Yankees Diamondbacks why the fuck did the Diamondbacks win and I was like oh shit this is the end of the empire and this is one of those crazy weird you know you dig into it a little bit and you're like wow that if sports is rigged that's one thing that you can look at and say holy shit that is just a weird coincidence that two of the hijacker places would beat New York in World Series in in you know consecutive appearances by the Yankees how many times have the Diamondbacks won the World Series? Just that once? Just one. They never won with Randy Johnson. 
What all? Yeah, I think Kurt Schilling was uh, was part of the Diamondbacks back then. Randy Johnson wasn't there. In no, it was Schilling and Johnson together. Yeah, yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. I remember. I had yeah, a bobble. Johnson head. pitched Game Seven. He came in in relief, I think, after pitching Game Six. Yeah, man, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't turn on the big unit, dude. The big. No, unit. but I was just looking at, it and I'm like, holy! No, shit. That is wild, man. And that's and you could take it a step further, and I've just learned about a conspiracy that actually the fertile crescent that we've been taught is in the, that was in the middle east is actually around the gulf of mexico in america and that That's old world florida and then and i've I, been seeing some old world pictures of natives that do not look native american they look very middle eastern mm-hmm. dressed like middle eastern people in times that um, natives are supposed to be wearing buckskins and all this i wonder it, if they're it, supposed it to be like think. Like barbers or something, the pirates. Well, yeah, it's like a apparently some a group of people had left. Uh, the theory is they had left Australia and went across the ocean and landed towards Central America and then made their way up. And that was actually supposedly what they say where the Fertile Crescent was. Like apparently, there's a big Muslim imprint on the go the go- coastal Gulf region. Yep, like the Muskegees. Yeah, one of the yeah. big ones. They had the they had the uh, half moon flag. You know, South Carolina has uh, the half moon. There, there's Texas has the Lone Star, which is another symbol that can be tied into Islam. Like, there's a bunch of states. If you look in the state maps, really, or the state flags, uh, you can really, if you if you look for specific symbolism to tie into Islam or uh, Muslim faith, then you can see these areas that kind of form a kind of a crescent shape that apparently was the fertile crescent that we were taught was in the middle east and what's crazy about that hank think about the south what's it known for now rednecks right which is the total opposite of the moors the natives you know it's it's that whitewashing again yeah because we we were taught that until what was it 1472 Columbus sailed the ocean blue or whatever when there had been civilizations in what we know as now as America long before that. Dude, so I, have you seen Adobe, Adobe, Adobe houses? They look exactly like they're straight out of Morocco or uh, Tangier or uh, Tunisia or something like that. Like yeah. they're straight up. I never thought about that till just now. And I'm like Googling pictures of Adobe houses and I'm like, holy shit, this all yeah. looks like it's straight out of the Middle East, but it's here. And, and then if you, we have the Indian uh, Southwest um, like ruins and those ruins look like Middle Eastern, like they're made with brick. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of like, explains why every gas station in the South is owned by a uh, Arab Middle Eastern <laughs> person. And I'm not, I mean, that's what it is. Like yeah. the town that I got a town of, 8,000, 9,000 people, and there's 15 gas stations in town. Are they Chaldean, Chaldean by any chance? I have no idea. I've never really. That, there's a lot know, of Chaldean gas ask stations. Ask them in about Diego. their religion. They're cool people. They'll do business, talk to you, be nice and courteous. That's all I care about, you know. But uh, they own every gas station around. Like every family, every company that was owning these gas stations is sold out, and now it's. And it's a every seven years you get new faces because of the whole tax system that they get for coming over and starting businesses. Yeah, so it it's wild, but it's it's literally grown to even where I'm from, which is in bumfucked Egypt. 
That's and down crazy. to the smallest town, even if there's only one gas station in town, you can bet uh, somebody from the Middle East owns it. <laughs> yep. Oh. And it, you know, if this really is where I'm as the original Fertile Crescent, <clears throat> you know, it makes sense these people are coming back to place they've already had established in their civilization or their culture. Yeah, and that's not, not the only thing. I mean, you start looking at like the Mississippi and the different rivers down there and it's all, you know, it all, it doesn't add up to the story that we've been told. So one thing I've got to start digging into, I'm sorry to cut you off, is uh, the Chickasaw and natives that are native to the, the county that I live in. They're supposedly seven plus feet tall humans that were native americans that lived in this area and it's thought that they're responsible for most of the indian mounds as we know them these just big what we're taught are burial mounds which really might have been something else to these people that were much larger than us you know it's it's a lot to look into and i'm getting i'm getting forward to or getting ready to look into all of that compiled maybe a multi world is this going to be a lot of information that's going to be evidence that these people were over seven feet tall and they were here. That kind of yeah. brings me so that's in. That's going to be fun. That kind of brings me into what I was thinking earlier before the podcast started. Um, I had a theory that like, well, it's, it's not even my theory. It's in the Bible that humans used to live a lot longer. And uh, like generally we, we live a I lot did. longer than most other animals. Like most animals have a pretty short lifespan, but then you go and you look at certain whales, like there's certain whales, the bowhead whale that lives like 500 years old. They have like spears in them from 200 tortoises years ago. Forever. The tortoises, but even like mammals who cruise around, they, they, they're moving pretty fast. Um, like the Greenland shark, it hunts seals. Green, Greenland shark is like 500 years old and shit like that. And they have this, some genetic, tweak or something that lets them clean their dna so it cures their cancer or whatever and lets them live longer and i wonder if something that they've done to us has suppressed that or in like combination with a bunch of different stuff because you have a bunch of people talking about having like 120 year old people in their village like 150 year old people those shark those sharks are probably uh light light workers that oh, yeah, are there's, really there's tapped tap. into their chakra system. <laughs> probably what it really is. They sleep under a gold pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're real into well, that I mean, stuff. there's definitely a biblical explanation for the long lives because you're you know, you're taught at Sunday school that there was the firmament and the that was the waters above that kept out all of the suns you raise and all that stuff and then when god flooded the world that firmament broke that's where all that extra water come from that's one explanation oh wow uh, and then you didn't have humans living to a thousand years old methuselah was well over 900 years old methuselah is high you know mostly regarded throughout the christian world as the oldest living man woman right? he he was there at, yeah. he he was noah's grand, grandfather so that wasn't was a chick i thought it was a lady my bad no that's medusa methuselah? no methuselah was noah's grandfather okay okay my bad yeah i thought that was a lady yeah, yeah. i know i know medusa too man I know she's the gorgon <laughs> okay yeah no and and there's another thing to go with that hank too is the the va that vapor canopy period yes talk about when you know everything was larger 
because like you said the sun the sun's rays weren't as direct there were filters much more moisture on the planet and it was more temperate across across the planet you didn't have ice monsoon season and yeah it was was a more winter you had pretty much a perpetual 85 sunny with the light breeze it was like a greenhouse yeah yeah well see and see me personally when i think god created everything he didn't create trees from saplings he didn't create animals from babies but he didn't create adam and eve as babies he created when he said let there be trees the trees were full grown fully mature ready to reproduce all that good stuff they were fully functional why because why would it make sense that he made adam a fully grown man able to cook you know handle all of this but he made everything else start from fresh i think that's why there's no legitimate dating to how old everything is because it was already when it came into existence it was already mature I love have you that. heard that idea hank that uh the atom is referring to like the atom and eve yes. is the electron i yeah, like that a lot man it's hard for me to to look at a lot of stuff and buy into it without with with, with putting my christian upbringing aside like it's i do my best but it almost just feels wrong to go against what I've been. But see, I, w- I was raised in a very weird branch of Christianity. Uh, the Church of Christ is not cool, man. Like They mean well. They truly mean well. They truly believe that they mean well. But they're just as wrong as everybody else because they can't admit it. But it's got, it, it has me believe a certain way. Like I, I believe that they're... I don't think the earth is millions of years old. I think it may be at best a few 10,000 because of the fact that everything was brought into this earth, you know, this world in existence at a mature level, at a mature age. Nothing had to evolve. And and that's a different, a, a difficult discussion too to have with folks is, is that, is the Bible literal or is it allegorical? And see, and I battle with that myself because when I was 23, I realized that the Church of Christ had lied to me my whole life. People who tell you that spirits and ghosts and demons and angels and all that is pretty much isn't real. But they want to preach to me about going to the prom because if I dance with a woman, it's a scene. I'm going to want to lust after her and all that stuff. But they don't want to tell you about all the predations of the world that are really real. They don't, you know, it's a very, it's a very unfair hand you get dealt by the Church of Christ. So I battled with myself, you know, I'm, I'm 32 now. When I was 23, I realized that wasn't it. I went on a long journey through the whole spiritual world, through every, just about every branch of Christianity around here available to me. And at the end of the day, I realized that I actually line my ideas up more with Messianic Judaism than i do christianity i believe the sabbath is still the sabbath i believe that the teachings of the old testament are just as relevant as the teachings of the new testament but you have to be able to discern the two different laws that were given in the old testament there's a a physical law and a spiritual law the physical law was where they stoned and you know stoned women and all that stuff and the spiritual law there's more than 10 commandments everybody thinks it's only 10 commandments that you bring out of the new testament but there's hundreds but you know, that I'm not trying to preach or nothing, but <laughs> no, that stuff's interesting, man. And and I think that it's stuff that's not talked about enough and, and debated in a healthy way. I heard a really interesting theory that like uh evil people wrote the Bible 
and, and this is just another theory. I'm not saying that I believe in this, but like, like the devil essentially wrote the Bible um, to get people to do the idea of like, if your wife does something, uh, if she if she tries to wear some skanky clothes outside the house, you got to stone her. If she's on her period, you got to isolate her. Right. Those are old things from the from the Bible, right, from the Old Testament. And it's just an interesting concept that maybe some evil entity wrote that and put that out there for a control mechanism, right? It's It's just another theory. It's been completely co-opted, I believe, because you have the people talking about the original Christians uh, being like a mushroom cult, and that was uh, like a sex cult, and they had like a lot of more like fertility and stuff like that. And so the way that the world works is usually when something's good, you, you convert it and you make it the polar opposite. Um, like this is up, what's above and what's below. So I guess now they made the Christian religion like prudish and all this stuff and anti-drug when it was originally um, a mushroom-based religion. And like, so I believe see- psychedelics really hold the truth to it. Yeah, there's there's a because I mean, how else can you explain if Jesus meditated for what was it right before he was killed? He meditated for three days in the garden or what, what, you know, was it? And the burning ha- bush. I don't know anybody that's willing to just sit there for three days unless they're just tripping balls. I've tripped balls and I've done things that, that, that my faith taught me could never happen. I've seen the earth. Like I've seen like a Hollywood movie. I've zoomed out. Like I've went on a rocket ship ride. I've seen things that are out there. I've taken acid trips that have exposed to me exactly where I'm still lacking in myself. Like I that think three that days is, could have been three hours though, right, Hank? Well, I mean like, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, well, who really knows? I do believe a lot in what Matt says. There is a lot of a lot of false information, <laughs> disinformation that's been inserted into what we have as the Bible. I don't even believe that the book we have is anywhere close to what you need. No, because what would they do, Hank? They translated it. And well, once you get into translation, it's automatically can be manipulated, right? Further and, than and that, you, everybody knows the Council of Nicaea. They literally handpicked what we yes. have. Yeah, go and look the at translation the translation. to me. Right? Why? Yeah, everything Why? we know is the Gnostic Gospels and everything. I have the Book of Jasher here in my house. I yep. love reading the Book of Jasher, the Book of Enoch. Yep. I mean, the, the Gospels you. of all these other... You know, p- people that weren't deemed worthy of being in the book because a lot of what says what goes against Catholic re- teachings and what they needed to go with at the time to control the the earth. <laughs> you know, they, that's all Catholicism to me is is a power grab. It's it's the worship of man over God. Well, right. because yeah, because they you had to go through them. Yeah, you literally have to pray to saints who were just men who were apparently holy enough to have been worthy of prayer you literally have to go through a pope to have any kind of remission you know why do i have to tell a man anything to me to get saved that man can't save me saint peter is equivalent to hitler to the irish i just there's there's a lot of problems (laughs) saint george right i mean all these people have dark sides to them but we're supposed to worship them i mean saint george supposedly wiped out the gnostics so like i mean there's no snakes in Ireland. Why why are they yeah. sending the Ireland to kill the snakes? The snake was a bloodline. That was a, a bloodline that they wanted to get rid of to be able to have control of the area. And that's that's my biggest problem with the literal interpretation of it is that it's been manipulated. And we went through a period 
where people were illiterate, right? So you had to rely on the church to read it to you, to to tell you what to worship. And and that's that's not how things work, you know? If it's truth, everyone should be able to to discern it on their own. Yep. So now you have to uh have an algorithm allow you to see what you yeah. need to see. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's the same shit going on today. It's just people aren't <laughs> illiterate as they were then. But now the information is hidden and you're pointed in certain directions because aren't they want you as to illiterate see this. as we were, aren't we? Well, when, yes, I mean, not yeah, we I mean, have, literally, yeah, we, we have can the read, ability, but, yeah, yeah. but could, uh, we are still dumb as a people because we're willing to listen to somebody tell us what we need to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, we are rapidly approaching idiocracy state. I mean, it We've is in there. warp speed. Oh, dude, that. this is great. I love that you mentioned this. Have you, did you know that there was a shoe company that wanted to be in idiocracy and they uh, wanted to use a shoe that was like so ridiculous that they didn't think anyone would ever use it. So yeah. like, it'd be a great prop. And so, uh, that, that shoe is out now for sale. Do you know what shoe that is that they were I'm using? wearing them right now? Yeah. <laughs> go Crocs for 8,000. Yep. <laughs> Crocs, dude. And ding, ding, daily double. <laughs> Yep. The orange Crocs. Everyone's wearing Crocs. Because they're like, oh, these are so stupid that no one will ever wear these things. I had a pair of knockoff Crocs, which is probably even worse, dude. Like the Amazon. (laughs) You got the Walmart ones. Dude, if you go, if you're called sharks, they like shrink and like. (laughs) That's great. Oh, shit. How'd your kid do this weekend playing ball, man? Dude, we had, dude, it's, it's such a shit show up here. It's such the like the rec league is such a disaster. The teams don't even want to play us right now. Like a team quit on a didn't even show up on Friday. They said they called us like the night before and like, oh yeah, we're not gonna have enough kids because it's Memorial Day weekend. We're not gonna show up. Like, what? Who does that? So bitches. Yeah. And it's a team that we just absolutely destroyed last time. So, and we, I, I don't even play my good players against these teams and there's only two good teams in our league. So we're almost done. I'm almost into summer ball and that's when it's going to be really fun. Cause these kids, my, my team is like undefeated and they're like, they haven't, they played two close games, but there's not, there's no competition in our small towns. I mean, I understand that my son's real. class has, I think 17 kids. It only yeah. has like eight or nine boys in it. Yeah. And and that's what we deal with up here. Whereas the town I came from, we had four or five classes of each grade filled with like 25 to 30 kids. So Little League was like competitive and all that. This is just a joke. So I'm trying to uh, be the uh, George Steinbrenner up here and, and build a dynasty program. Like other combining the, the towns, you know. Are you gonna stick with your kids and coach them as they get older and stuff? Or are you gonna? Are you? Unless there's somebody, your- unless there's somebody more, you know, more knowledgeable than myself, you know, I'm not gonna put them in the hands of of just the average dad to watch them, you know, go to waste. Because we we our travel team is like a combination of four towns because they're so small they can't get a team per town. And so all the parents, I've only had two practices with that team, but all the parents are like, oh my God, they're like, my son has learned so more in two practices than he has in two years in, you know, rec league. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, cause we work on the fundamentals. We work on the basics. You know, I teach him the steps to the swing. I teach him 
there's a, a steps to throwing and and you know certain way to run the bases right and wrong and they're like we didn't even know this stuff really existed i'm like yeah i'm like it's a game of small little details that you have to perfect to get to the bigger end and they just show up they take infield outfield and then they hit and that's their practice normally and i'm like no i'm like that's bullshit i'm like run some triangles yeah <laughs> like, do, do look anything. if i could say anything to you as a from from a player's perspective to a coach as yourself, I had a little league coach and my little where our league is, is that was exactly like yours. We barely had enough kids to fill, fill the team. The all-star team was amazing because that's when all the teams got to come together and put their best players on it. But when it was our, like you're talking about our rec league, it was a struggle. There was no competition. There was two good teams, just like your situation to this day. There is hardly a man on this planet I respect more than my little league coach. He coached me hard, but every day he taught me something that I used in my life to this day. And That's what it's all about, he man. He stuck with me from like third grade all the way up until we played my class played high school ball. Until he couldn't coach us anymore. And I love that man. He's the dean of students now where my kids go to school, so I have no worries about my kids because I know he's there. Every time I have a, a issue with the school, I can call him up still and be like, yeah, hey, what's going on? Like, this man is a great man. So one thing I would say to you is that you're making a difference on one of those kids' lives and that you might not know it because he might not show it. Because I know I didn't. I didn't have my father around growing up, so I didn't have that competitive gene. My mom didn't have the know-how to throw her son out there and have her hustle. Have, you know, she was doing the best she could, but she had two twins to worry about. My coach changed my life. And the things he taught me have stuck with me. You're changing some kid's life, and it might be more than one. Don't underestimate what you're doing for those kids. Don't sell yourself short thinking that you don't know enough when it comes to baseball. Because those kids are going to need more from you than baseball. It's the things that you know that you've accumulated in your life that you can pass on to them at the end of practice right before you, know, you huddle up, break out. That's what's going to stick with those kids more than – how you had him run seven triangles because he was slacking on the last player with practice or whatever. That's what's going to stick with them kids. And you're going to change one of them slightly. Don't sell yourself short, coach. We love you, coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Thank you. Yeah, Look, you wonder sometimes if all the headaches and, you know, all the, the time you put into it is worth it. But, you know, I, I've, had, I've had one or two of my kids that I worked with years ago that are grown ass men now and they've come back and say, yeah, you know, you, you help me more than just baseball. And it's like, man, that's what this is about. And that's what I try and teach the kids too. I'm like, the, the reason why I love that game is because you have to fail. If you fail 60 to 70% of the time, you're still a great player, but you have yes. to be able to overcome those failures and keep pushing on. You can't just quit when it gets hard. You know, you can't, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle in life. How do you get up when you're struggling? And and that's kind of my thing. And mine is my thing is just get better every day. I, I know these kids love video games. So I, I'm like, okay, every practice, I want you to take one thing from it and use it as a tool in your tool belt. And then think at the end of the year, how full your tool belt is of these new tools that you never had before. And then, and, and it clicks with them, you know, but I, I love coaching, man. Cause my thing is like, every kid is different. So it's a challenge to find out what motivates each kid 
And how do you push that kid beyond what they think they're capable of doing? Yeah, but the fact that you know that and you acknowledge that makes you a great coach because you're taking the time to actually care. Oh, look, yeah. I'm, I'm about to have to deuce out, but I want to show you this right quick. Can you see that? Is that Mickey? Yeah, that's my Mickey Mantle autograph. Ooh. I know the glare. I was going to ask you, what is your best card? And that answers right here. that. It's a 1982 American Sports Authority uh, hand-signed Mickey Mantle card. This came out in a set of like a like a 50-card set, and I have the rest of the set. But 5,000 of these cards were signed. This is the card number one out of this set. 5,000 sets have these blue bags, and I've got five, number five, 597 out of 5,000. Wow. So there were That's... only 5,000 of these hand-signed Mickey Mantle cards. You'll find a bunch of these cards that have red backs. Those are just printed autographs. Like he touched this card. You can see where his pen pushed on this paper card. I love it. I inherited that from my late uncle. That's by far like that's going to stay in the family as long as my kids can keep it going. That's going to be in the will when I pass that that card gets handed down through the generations. That's beautiful, man. Dude, I know you got to bounce. Up. We are going to have to get you back on and and talk about cards because oh yeah for sure something I want to no, get sidetracked but yeah I'm, no no I'm no that's Monday Night Masturbators dude we never come in with an agenda because we never stick to it and that's the beauty of it it's where the conversation goes my man yes sir I'm just so appreciative of having having you uh, me on here Ryan uh, thank you so much for helping me over the weekend with the audio stuff. Nico, it's been great seeing you again, man. I'm going to try to contact you soon, man. I want to get my dogs on some of that good stuff. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Down there. Definitely. But, uh, fellas, hey, I appreciate it. Before you bounce, let the people know where they can find you. For sure, for sure. Um, you can find my podcast, The 643 Conspiracy, on Spotify for now. We're working on getting it on Apple real soon. Uh, we just had a really good episode put up yesterday. Give that a check. Check it out. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at 643 Conspiracy. That's where I'm most active. I am on Instagram. I, I, I'm not too active on Instagram. I try to be, but uh, 643, 643 underscore Conspiracy underscore pod on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Hit me up. Listen to me. Me and my buddy Drew, we, we just started going a couple of weeks ago after you know Ryan passed. We've got it going back up. We've got some good things going. We talked about Fed now yesterday. Oh shit! We're gonna have some, you know. We'll have a. We try to do a Wednesday sports show and then a big, big uh, deep dive into something on Sundays. We're trying to keep that going, but it's kind of hard with him with his schedule. He's a, he's a, a law enforcement personnel down in Florida, so he's got a pretty fun life. And uh, some of the things that he's done in his career, we, we're gonna be able to talk about soon. And I promise you that it's gonna blow some minds because this is gonna be a story that nobody's heard. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, man. Well, dude, Hank. You, hey, you ever need anybody for your conspiracy Sunday? Let me know. I'll be more than happy to hop in and help out. I'd love to have y'all on. I'd love to. I was gonna say this is my sickest card right here. You guys see this? The Hasbro. Uh, <laughs> 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 dude, prism. I love it's that, a chrome dude. prism. <laughs> He's gonna Isn't that card. sick? That's great, <laughs> fellas. I appreciate y'all so much, man. Y'all have a great night. Be good, Hank. Yes, sir. Dude, where did you come up with that, Rye? 
Dude, it was in one of these uh the the 2023 prism boxes. Like I got some dope cards. I got like uh I got like a they have like a Connor like shattered ice ones. They got like old dudes like um a Kane Velasquez, Daniel Cormier, they got this dope uh Chuck Liddell. Old school, dude. Like some of that old shit in in some of these, man. Here's this Connor one. Two belt Connor right there, shattered ice. Look at that. Dude, here's um. my, here's mine. What I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. George Bush and Saddam Hussein. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Where are your cards like at? Profiting Nico? off oh, of war. Nothing more American. I've got some. I got a Charizard and shit. No way. I, I do. I traded a fucking a Vaporeon. Oh damn. Nice. Mine's See, I miss Pokemon, dude. I never got into Pokemon until my kid did about five years ago. Oh, dude. It so was I missed shit. that whole crate. I was, you know, I was a card guy my whole life, like from five to probably high school. Dude, I spent was... every penny I had on cards. It was an introduction <laughs> to drug dealing. It's like, all right, you buy them, you buy them low, sell them high. <laughs> you see this one, Nico? I made Oh, this dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah i like cut out and like threw some glitter and shit on there oh it's like shit dude that looks so legit mk ultra ones and stuff yeah dude i was just fucking around so it happens when you like smoke a bunch and then just like want to make something that looks crazy legit yeah man they're fun it is making fun, like post-it card pokemon cards being like all right mine has 200 attack power Right, dude. dude I'll, I'll pull up before we get out of here. I know that we're not leaving yet, but um, there's a couple of incredible. Like I know I've sent you, Matt, a couple of these dudes that make these wild cards, like 3D cards, and just the most insane cards. I'll I'll pull them up and we can look at a few of them. But dude, sometimes these guys will give them like ten thousand dollar, like a LeBron James rookie card, and this dude will like literally go in there with an exacto knife and cut it up. And turn it into like this work of art, and it's wild, yep. dude. It's insane. And I think they look better than the card itself. Like, I oh, would, for sure, I would, I would think I would value it more than the bullshit they have out there today. Yeah, yeah, harder, harder to recreate for sure. Yes, <laughs> that's what I guess. That's what happened with Beanie Babies. Is like they're just too easy to copy. But something right. about like Pokemon cards, they are actually kind of hard to copy, which is surprising. They had the forethought to like put in some good quality engineering into that shit <laughs> yeah which is yeah, shocking man. because they still retain their value they have not yeah. lost their value at all i mean they what, do go up and down they yeah, do go not up as and down. tremendously though they didn't the bottom didn't fall out of them like baseball cards and you know like sports no. cards did at yeah. all i think pokemon go and all that shit helped like revival like there's a whole new generation of pokemon people so it's like oh well i'm getting this for my kid I'm buying this yeah. fucking Charizard for my kids, dude. <laughs> yeah. A, some big wallets in the game of collecting Pokemon for sure. Well, you see, what is it? Jake or Logan Paul wears one around his neck. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. So it's yeah. like still completely alive. Yeah. He's got a fucking sick ass chain that he has a, a, a Charizard on. Do you, there. Have, do you have any first first editions, Ryan? My Charizard isn't, but I have some first edition, like basic shit, like low level. No, Charmaders. I mean, like. I've got no, I've got so the only ones that I have, like right here, I got Pinsir or Pinsar, whatever, you know, this guy. Oh yeah. Um, this one's kind of cool, dude. I think this one. So this one has that lily pad down in that corner. I think that means it's first edition, but it's a Japanese print. You see that? 
Oh yeah, I had some of those. I have a Japanese Mewtwo. Okay, dope. And then I got Alakazam. That's the first ever one. And then I had a Raichu somewhere, but I don't know where the f- hell it is. So, but yeah, man, some of them. I, yeah, I don't do know you sell any of them, Rai, or you just collect them? Dude, I've just held on to them, man, because like you know, when I got those cop rods back, it's like. It's a weird feeling, dude. It's not like, like, obviously, nostalgia is the term everybody knows, but it's like when you get something that you had as a kid, it's like, is it worth selling for a thousand bucks? You know what I mean? I'm not, this Charizard, it's not one of those $93,000, you know what I mean? It's not one of those wild, you know, shadowless ones or anything. So to me, man, it's kind of cool to keep it. And, you know, I'd like the sentimental to, uh, value, man. You can't put a price right. tag on it. Right. And like my dad, I remember like the story of my dad going out and finding this. Like I was sick one time just with like a flu or some basic shit. And I was real sad about it. I think I missed like a baseball game or something that I was supposed to play in. And my dad was looking around all through Tucson to try and find me this Charizard card because I was at home crying as a little Whoa, kid. Whoa, what the fuck? That's how you got yours? Damn, you're yeah, the, dude. the greatest dad ever. No, oh, <laughs> my dad, dude, remember when like those those cars were out, like cars, Pixar cars, right? And those cars were valuable. And dude, my dad, me and my dad would wake up and we'd drive around and, and wait at malls until they'd open. And my dad would take me in there and be like, all right, go find the cars that you need. You know what I mean? So sick. So like, I remember that stuff and I wouldn't want to sell. Like, I wish I had all those toys, dude, that my dad got me. Um, But yeah, man, like the few that I have, I don't really want to sell. Oh, man, that's so epic. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I remember back in the day, there was like some older people who were like sharkening and trading and they probably got some of my first edition stuff because I didn't know how good first editions for some holographics. But other than that, I uh, man, I was I had like the shittiest cards ever because my parents didn't buy anything. So I hustled so hard to get the, I've traded like a Vaporeon and a Jolteon for a, for, <laughs> a, for a Charizard. I was like, dude, look, and, and uh, the three of them or whatever. And that all comes in like the basic pack or whatever. So this, I traded it with some kid. I'm like, dude, I'm giving you three holographics for one dog. <laughs> and that was the, the cool part about funny. it, though. As a kid, was the trading, the bartering. You dude, know, people would knock on my door and be like, "Yo, is such and such here?" Like, I'm trying to trade. Like, it was insane. Like, yeah, it was. It was a way. Of, you know, it was a side hustle, and that's what kids don't have nowadays. You know, unless yeah. you know, it's all social media generated or YouTube generated, but. I think every one of I mean, I had always had a hustle going when I was growing up, whether it was selling candy at school or cards or, you know, finding odd jobs to do just to make a couple extra bucks. And kids don't have that initiative anymore. Or like that's like right. in other other cultures, you can bargain for stuff like you can haggle and stuff. But yeah. here we're just like, oh, that's the price. OK, here. Oh, OK, OK. Yep. No problem. Like I'm too shy. And it's like, oh, we never play fought as kids. Like we never had to hustle. And like or, or I guess and our culture doesn't really do that. But yeah, but if you go to the flea market culture is a whole different. Story. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. You, you can you can barter. You can haggle. You can do whatever there. Anything goes. That's just kind of the Wild West. And that's why I love. I mean, my old town in Connecticut had a huge flea market every Sunday. And it was one of those you could spend three or four hours walking up and down the rows and and hit up these booths. And man, you could get great shit for really cheap prices if you just knew how to talk to the people. I miss when you could buy animals at that. Like maybe if I go far <laughs> enough, like there's like all types of rabbits and quails and like exotic birds and shit. And now it's like, oh no, you gotta go. 
to I don't know license place. There's <laughs> dude, have you guys That's heard funny. of the Dracula parrot? No, no, dude. I just heard about this. Let me pull this thing up. I just heard about this bird the other day, and it is the most badass parrot I've ever seen in my life. Like it's not the one with the flat beak, right? No, no, it's okay. it's a it's a black and red parrot. Look at this thing, dude. That one with the flat beak just makes me feel we're in a simulation. That fuck or that giant one. I forget what it's called. Yeah, the shoe, man. the shoe head or whatever. Like the fuck, dude. Yeah, I would love long. to have these things as a pet. Damn, look at that sharp hook on that thing. Like, look at this beak, man. That thing would fuck you <laughs> up. Yeah, that's pretty dope, though. The colors are sick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never thing. even... I thought it was somebody was goofing, and I'm like, oh, I saw it on Instagram, and then I'm like... I started Googling it and looking it up. I'm like, dude, I got to get myself a Dracula parrot, because this that, thing is that's like shit. That's like if you put Dracula parrot into an AI generator. Like that's yeah. <laughs> it's even got the like red spot behind its eye. It looks like it's a little blood or uh, you know a third eye type thing. I mean, this is that's a next level bird, right? Dude, there. It looks like it has spiky hair, like the freaking feathers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a badass bird, man. I was like, oh, this thing is so sick. Some of them have like green on them too, which is interesting. I think this one has, yeah, it's more of like a grayish green head. But have yeah, any of you guys watched uh, the Dark Crystal? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, dude, that's such an allegory for life, if there is any, right? Like, there's. The, have you seen both of them, the series and the uh, the new series? And the then new they, Netflix has one. Yeah. Yeah. It's but pretty... that's it's twisted because it's all about stealing kids' energy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sucking the life force out of people, and and I mean, like you said, it's an allegory for everything in in this realm, at least. It has the dualities too, like the good and the bad, are like fighting each other, and then they end up having to merge or whatever. The uh, the those two the bird people. I don't know. It was it was so weird and trippy, but so good, and that makes me want to go back and watch like uh, Never Ending Story. Like, did Never Ending Story have any cool allegories oh. in it? For sure, a lot of pedophiles. Oh yeah, stuff. you watch. Oh really? Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you can go dark. back. A lot of those, even like Princess Bride. You go back and watch that one. That's a trip. Now, um, Pinocchio's Travels is another one that, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is a stupid book." And then I, I just recently got back into it. I'm like, "Wow, this is telling us a lot more." You know, it's you know. You, they well, just know, the, changed names of things. There's so many orphan-related books during that whole orphan train time, too. It's like Huckleberry Finn and all this stuff is orphan, 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 which is the weirdest, trippiest yep. thing it's ever. It's the orphan era, you know? And and if you think about it, and actually I, I might be... It's like, how did a mud flood avoid the kids? Like, how did a great fire avoid the kids? Like, how is, like, nowadays, I'm like, okay, maybe there are certain shots that only affect people of certain ages, but that's not the case, it seems, or at least it seems. So it's like, what the... Well, where are all parents? That's... How do you separate, how do you separate parents at that time? Because now it's easy. It's like, okay, there'll be at daycares. But back then, like... Well, there was multiple things, right? There was, there was tremendous poverty, Right, and you had oh yeah, they were selling kids. That was who crazy. were willing to to give their kids away to someone who could actually take care of them because they literally could not afford to feed them. Um, you did have some disease going around, which which did account for some of the parents. But the the crazy thing is, most of the or- a lot of the orphans came from Europe. 
They came oh, from shit. England and Ireland and Europe. And it's like, well, where were their parents? This is this is pre-World War One. Granted, there were wars going on over there if you well, look at it. But in Ireland they had the if you weren't married, that you they take your kid and then you go like go to jail basically. Uh yeah. They had that till like the eighties, pretty which is crazy. Like But the <laughs> other crazy part about that whole thing is if you look in the late what was what rose during the same period that the orphan trains took off were insane asylums and beautifully masoned buildings that were yeah, like I mean, overly ornate yeah you're gonna put crazy people in castles come on now like <laughs> these, these buildings it makes no sense it's like the most beautiful building in town oh we'll throw all the crazy people in there like that's exactly what they were built for get the fuck out of here <laughs> it's like insane but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Actually, I think I'm going to go on the Wicked Planet this week to talk about the orphan trains because there are some ties to what's going on today. If you look at the influx of, you know, the invasion from the border and things like that. And back then, if you look at it, basically they needed bodies to populate America, right? Because Basically, from the Mississippi East was the only shit that was relatively populated. The whole West was wide open at this point, other but, than natives and things like that. And they were looking for workers and for bodies to, to take up space. In what was West. crazy is the factories were built for adults. Like you can see the kids and they're like the machines are not built for them at all. No. But every single one in there is a kid. So it's like, what the fuck? What happened to all the adults that were manning these machines? Like they were someone here at some point or else they would have designed them for smaller people. It's like, yeah. like such a dude, so I didn't find I didn't find the card one, but check this page out, dude. Time Blaster Toys, it's called. And it's like 80s and 90s toys. Remember the street sharks? Dude, my oh, oh dude. my friend has a whole house full of all of this shit. It must be worth like a dude. A this stuff is so sick to me, man. There's a, a place here. I mean, like look at these old, like weird versions of some of these toys. You know, that's Elvira or whatever her name is, right? Elvira the night. Elvira. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, she's from the oh yeah. Yeah. It's, what is I mean, that she's holding? Is that like a... It's like some kind of electric thing, right? I don't know. It looks like a weird... I don't know. But then, like, they got that. They got, like, cool Ninja Turtles, like, different variations of them. Um, Rocksteady. I mean, just sick stuff. Oh, dude, that, bo that boss in the Ninja Turtles. Which one? That rhinoceros, that one, yeah. That was well, this is Bebop, right? Oh, yeah. was it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, Bebop. Rocksteady was like the hippo. Like a rhino, right? He, yeah. Uh, Bebop's like a, a warthog of some kind. And Dude, then the best were the, the wrestling action figures back then, too. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the, the stretch one. Yep. I can't tell you how stretch many hours <laughs> I spent between G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and wrestling figures, man. Well, look at these. Steve Austin right here. Yeah, that's a late 90s, though. That's got to be because he didn't come around till later. I'm talking like the, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan going back that those days. Oh, uh, Hot Shots basketball, like... dude. Oh, that shit. <laughs> Look at this Mario. That's the first. Oh, the Mario little movie. head dudes. They have yes. encephalitis, it looks like. Crazy. But so, yeah, man. That they have the Zika virus, it looks like the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Oh, there you go. Ninja Turtle. There's, there's is that demolition down there, Ryan? In the lower right corner. Where? Right here. There's two tag team. <laughs> who is that? Dude, you, guys, you guys know who Krang is? The uh, in Ninja Turtles. Yes. Oh, that's the head shrinkers. Never. I mind. always call that my whenever I had my kid as, as a baby, like holding him in that carrier, and they're just complaining like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> oh, I got fucking Krang right here, dude. <laughs> Krang had a whole muscle. body, right? That he went around, that he controlled. Yeah, like a big muscular body, but yeah. like he was the 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 controller of it. Yeah, dude. The wild Samoan or they were wild Samoans, head shrinkers, Samu and Fatu. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember these dudes. No, me neither. I didn't that's, get uh, wrestling. You know, that's Roman Reigns' dad, who's like the biggest star yeah, now yeah. in WWE. Okay. Yeah, man. You know that they got to I mean, dude, I love these. I love these because they are still making some of these, man. And like the adult section in Walmart, not like the porn section, but like a Walmart. <laughs> They got like the adult, like where they do the Funko Pops and stuff. But they don't make them as good, Rye. They're not well, the same and, as hey, they and used to be. That's the problem. They're, they're just, also forty dollars, dude. They're like forty dollars for some of these things. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, but they have that. You could take dude. off his head. Like they, they don't do that shit anymore. No. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The way that they do it now is like you can pull the head off and just just put a new head on it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, these kinds of things are just so cool, dude. I'm in. If I was a millionaire, I would have a house full of this shit. Oh, the the, the Nickelodeon fucking walk clock right there, dude. That shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had none of these things, but all my friends had this, like I had a, such a deprived toy childhood. So, really? <laughs> yeah. I, my favorite toy was the TV remote that I would use a bunch of like uh, bolts and stuff, and those would be like my torpedoes, like my dad's miscellaneous. And I was like. No we name brand shit. We were too poor to have a, a Game Boys and shit, so we made them out of like wood blocks. My brother and I made like wood blocks, and we had all the buttons on it, and we drew like a screen on there with like Tetris, and he had a different. Oh, that's what we're talking about, right? That's, right Afri- that's Africa level, right there, making cardboard or. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, those are the yeah. Like you, you go like this, Matt. You, you hold it up close to you, and your brother goes in the in the background. <laughs> yeah, and like, you, you pretend that you're controlling him, jumping over shit, and looking at him through the frame. Yeah, man. The, I mean, you know what, dude? Like dude, that's that's sockum boppers, man. Is this no? That was oh, that's sockum boppers right down there, though, or something similar. Oh no, that's oh, wrestling. That's, that's wrestling. Yeah. I had that. I had all the those ring? guys. Holy shit. Isn't that cool, dude? Like it just it makes you think. Like it makes you remember some of this old stuff where it's See like, the crazy yeah. thing is, right? With some of that shit, I can remember opening it on Christmas, right? right? I can't I remember getting it and how much I played with it that day. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but some of right. this shit I will never forget. Yeah. You know, like going to uh <laughs> Toys R Us and mom would we'd be allowed to pick one G.I. Joe each. Yeah. It's like, oh man, which one do we want this time? And you know, oh, yeah, man, it's just such a fun time. Tech and mobile. it just sucks too. You know, they 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 have they don't have these toy oh, stores dude. anymore. Nope. You know what I mean? Going into Toys R Us, these right here were legit yes. too. The Heart Foundation. Yeah. Uh, well, no, just these this style of these toys where they don't really move much. Like their, their arms, arms just move. That was it. Yeah, I think their heads move too, and that's it. Um. I don't know if they're, I can't tell if their legs do, but dude, it's just like, you know, the, the experience of being a kid and going into a fucking store 
when you your parent your your mom or dad is bribing you to be good at this boring thing that you guys have to do and it's like an hour long and you're just sitting there thinking about the toy you're like man i'm being such a good guy right now i'm gonna get something sick you know what i mean like kids don't have that experience anymore what the hell are these dude i remember when my grandparents were in town the food fighters i have no idea food fighters it looks like yeah our grandparents took us to Toys R Us and got us laser tag guns, dude. And that was just like the like because you had the, to wear the chest harness too, right, Nico? Dude, yeah, that was the greatest thing like we had ever gotten ever. <laughs> that vibrates. <laughs> yep. And we had like Nerf basketball that you'd hang on the back of your door, and I can't tell you how many rims we broke like <laughs> trying to pretend we we're Jordan and dunking on them and just shattering them. Dude, cheap plastic. <laughs> My neighbor had the sickest parents where he would put a trampoline underneath a basketball hoop. So we'd pay like j- j- jump around each other and then try and dunk on it and stuff <laughs> as little kids. It was so epic. And then they'd have like, uh, the sprinkler on underneath of us. So it was like. I'm trying so hard to find these damn cards, man. They're so worth looking at for people that have. Oh, the 3D cards, you mean? Even I mean, those are the other ones where like this dude will take like an old rookie Michael Jordan card and draw like a really realistic looking Jordan shoe in the background. You know what I mean? Like just the stuff that people do, man, with these hey, cards. Speaking is... which, did you either you guys see the movie Air? I think so. Was that the one where uh, or describe it's a it? new one that just came with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about uh, Air Jordan? No, 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 definitely. No, no, no. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's actually a decent movie, man. It's the story behind how Nike landed uh, Air Jordan. Okay. And I've heard about he, this. He basically wanted he was going to Adidas no matter what. And um this guy totally sold Nike to him and uh the rest is history. Interesting. Are you playing a trailer? No. Oh okay. that's my bad. I thought you were doing that. Well it's funny yeah, dude, like, it's uh or Nike and all these companies are all like the forefront of being woke and BLM and stuff, but when you look like just one layer underneath the covers of how they make their shoes. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like I don't know how you still get uh ERG points or ERC points or whatever the fuck uh social credit points while you have child labor going on. Well, it's because that's why they go woke, right? <laughs> they have to to balance it out. I mean, that's why LeBron James kind of got in trouble a little bit for he said one thing about china in 2020 and then they came back with a vengeance and he i heard something totally about pharma it. too like he said something about he was going like some farmer suit or someone was using his mamba brand or something no that's kobe kobe oh i see i'm so was, bad with sports right now <laughs> that was why they ki- that's the rumor why they killed kobe was because he had a uh a lawsuit pending against a supplement company who who was using his you know mamba moniker or whatever and supposedly was putting shit in it that he didn't like and he was going to sue him and then the helicopter crash happened i remember that i have to show i'm gonna have to send you guys a link to something and maybe someone can share their screen real quick because this is just the maybe you guys have already seen this before but uh oops you gotta go up to like 16 seconds all right, hold on. Let me get there. Uh, let's see. All right. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is wild. Hold on. All right. Uh, let me share this. 
There's like some ad going on at the beginning, but. All right, let's go. <laughs> I like how they have the joke about him not being like a, he doesn't pass the ball often. This is from the legend of Chamberlain Heights in 2017. Oh yeah. Yeah, so supposedly it's a helicopter crash and it's Kobe in the helicopter and they're just asking him to give their his championship rings or trophies. But yeah, 2017 that was that happened and he died in 2020 in a plane in a helicopter crash. Crazy shit. Wild. Yeah, man. But you get all you get shit like that with the predictive programming all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Orion knows with South Park for sure. Oh man, (laughs) there's a ton, dude. South Park, The Simpsons. Actually, I wanted to play. I gotta let me see if I, yeah, I should have, dude. Even in like all the dumb, like the shows my girl watched, like all these like dramas and like mythical, like creature, everything is like dripping in predictive programming. I'm like, oh my god. This, this is hilarious. When, when oh my Park, God! Yes, yes. Yeah, I when they were this. talking about how you have some mighty strong-looking workers here, sir. I'd be willing to offer you forty dollars for two of the white ones and fifty for the blacks. Are you referring to our student athletes? Student athletes. Oh, that is brilliant, sir. Now, when we sell their likeness for video games, how do we get around paying for our slaves? Student athletes, then. <laughs> Look, there are good reasons why. Good reasons why our student athletes cannot be paid, young man. I ain't arguing. If they got paid, then how'd we make all our money, right? (laughs) It's so they're so spot on with that shit, though. It's like, dude, they were just robbing these kids blind, you know, video games and selling jerseys and everything. And the students got nothing of it. It all went to the school. Oh, they got some CTE potentially, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah got damaged before they got paid (laughs) so i found these i found a couple of these and i want to show you these these are just i mean i don't understand how someone can make something so cool so there's two different different platforms that do this um that i know of look at these cards that this dude makes like (laughs) oh shit so i want to try and find one where he actually draws one but it essentially starts off as a normal card and then the dude draws with like paint markers over them. Um, let's see if we can find one that is like a movie. Let's see if if he draws on this one or if it's no. See, yeah, it's tough to find one. But yeah, it's like these are. Let's see. No. Is that my is that my shit or is it the sound on here? My bad. If it is, he's drawing one right there, right? Which one? Right one here. Right before. I think this is something else because that's not on the card because he draws oh, okay. on the cards. Um. Oh, here's one. This is like a LeBron James one. So, like, I think this is him finishing. Okay, so where's him okay, starting? So he puts this? his logo on there. Yeah, man. Let's see if you can see that Cleveland LeBron somewhere. But he does a bunch of them where he's just drawing on the card. Maybe this is one. Yeah, okay, so that's what the card looks like. And then watch this shit. It doesn't even take. That's what he turns that shit into. Oh, yeah, that one came out sick. That's amazing. With like paint markers and stuff. It's insane to me, dude. Like, I don't understand how you have that much patience. First of all, 
that's a that's a dope one too just like you know because i've drawn with paint markers and it's kind of hard dude and i'm decent at drawing let's see if this one he actually because there's yeah. somewhere like that you know he'll take... right there john morant <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he's going crazy right now um so there's those there's these ones that this dude does which are dope um the some Bats of the shoes brothers. was that down there no, that's them. That's Conseco and McGuire. That's the Bash Brothers. Oh, okay. Oakland back in the day. I mean, look at this, dude. Taking a card and turning it into that. That's wild. Um, some of the shoes. There's like these, I think, Kobe Kobe shoes up here somewhere. I wonder what yeah, these like, go for. Geez, look at that. That's a Jordan one. Wow. That's sick. Isn't that Kobe. nuts, dude? Damn. Yeah, I wonder how much he gets for these. Because I always see they're always sold before I even post them. Right. I mean, dude, that's they just gotta nice. be like Banksy's. <laughs> they're pretty much like Banksy's, probably yeah. one offs. But this is this dude that I actually think is just. I mean, this is kind of like another level of of like how this dude does these. And he'll take like here's a Taitui Vasa card. These are like three D cards. Ooh. You see it? I'm gonna. Oh shit! He turned into a cow. <laughs> isn't that yeah. wild man like i don't know how you do that i mean it's just that's next level well so he's taking those square cases and he's putting something against the case right and then he's doing layers to it but it's just like yeah that's what i'm saying i see what he's doing but i don't know how he does it that's amazing yeah man i mean there, he had some like he had like a star wars one somewhere and how cool is that though to have a 3d card you know right like, that's something you can hang up, you know, put on your mantle and shit. Like that's a display piece. Ronnie Reagan. <laughs> I, I mean, it's do just... it with my Saddam Hussein card. Dude, you should, man. I bet you you send him this and like, you know, ask him however much it costs. And this dude will do it, man. If I had a, a goofy, like, you know, kind of an old school card like that, I'd do it. Like this O'Malley one, dude. I mean, just wild. So cool, man. I think some people, easy. man, just have that natural artist ability that totally slipped by me. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I'm somewhat artistic and I couldn't even like I don't have the patience for this kind of stuff at all. Yeah, at least I'm you attempted find... it, though, with those garbage pail kids. Those were dope. Oh, well, thank Yeah, just kind of fucking around. Right. But yeah. like, it's nowhere on this level, dude. Like, no, look at but still. Dude. I mean, look I mean, at that. Darth Vader. That's ridiculous. Right, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it seems like that's a fun kind of gig to do. That's a, like what a side hustle, right there. You know what I mean? So, anyway, I spent forty-five minutes looking for these. That one's dope too. I don't know who is that. Do you know who that is? Not a clue. Nobody likes you, Booster. It's Booster, apparently. Who is Booster? Jingle all the way. It must be from a movie. Yeah, what if this is? What if he's trying to promote promote getting boosted? Right. Yeah. Some. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the that Bo Jackson right there. That's probably my favorite card ever. This one. That was a scorecard. Yeah, it's oh, actually dude. the it's gonna be the uh, the background for the Money Ain't Masturbator poster for tonight. Because that's dude, that was one of the cards that uh, Ryan and I had talked about a lot. I'm like, man, I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, I used to have. Like I had a whole sheet of them, like nine of them, and I had it in my book, and nobody would touch those. Those were untouchable. Well, dude, someone turned it into a three. Look at this one, another Star Wars one. That's the movie poster, yeah. So dope, dude. Like I don't understand. 
What's the name? Baseball Rittner? I'm going to have to... Baseball Rittner? And... Yeah. Yeah, Baseball Rittner. And then that other guy. Um, I, I like this dude's more, but the other dude is... Uh, other dude is Luke the Cardist. So, yeah. Fun stuff there, man. Yeah, I'll put those links in the show notes because those are worth going to check out. Yeah, even if you're not into them, man, it's just like the art. You got to appreciate the art there. Yeah, no, definitely. Hey, Nico, before we started, you were talking about the uh, electroculture and EMF. Oh, yeah. Dude, I uh, want to hit on that real quick before we get out of here. Oh, it's, it's uh, super, super interesting for a lot of reasons, because like what he was saying with the atom um, being the electron and like just like potentially like the base religion being based off of electricity and our old world was very electrified if you look at the old buildings with all the spires and the towers and the looks like potentially mercury reservoirs and all this kind of stuff so i think that's super interesting actually yeah okay here let me see if this will play i got a video of this this guy on instagram is awesome man he's one of my favorites but he uh this the gardener is- no he's like Uh. this old guy that just gives wise advice all the time and i use galvanized wire because that's what i had been hanging there for years i said well galvanized wire conducts electricity you know i've had some old bamboo wrapped him and i leave a little antenna here it takes the energy certain kind of energy is conducted out of the ether that's everywhere in the universe conducts it into the soil it adds a magnetic component to the soil that isn't in there without the antenna because the antenna grabs that when it does that it does all sorts of beneficial things to the microorganisms in the soil whatever you're growing will become more productive will grow more lush and more fruit and well you can make them five or six feet tall just amazing and there's anybody that's into it go check out uh cultivate elevate on instagram that guy's always doing stuff with electroculture on there well you see the you see those old pictures of people from those like fairs with those giant ass freaking fruits and they didn't have any of our gmos they didn't have any other stuff so how did they do that yep it's like that's super interesting another hidden knowledge and it's amazing because it's one of those things again i I go back to this and it only takes one generation to really change things i guarantee our grandparents knew all about this shit you know and it's something that our parents generation lost connection with because they were so busy with the 9 to 5 and and the hustle work and all that shit that like you said i've seen so many pictures and you know old pictures of people with like you know granted it happens now too but like you know 1000 pound pumpkins and shit like this just mad you know heads of lettuce that were the size of a body and and things like that that you think oh this is all bullshit and then you look into it and they're like, no, we were using copper and we were using galvanized wires to grow things. And everyone that I've talked to that have, has tried this electroculture shit out has been sold on it. They're like, it works. I, like, wonder, I wonder if they would find if they excavated in the Amazon like giant spires like that, because it seems like uh, Amazon may have been planted as a garden for the whole planet. Like they, it seems like it was ordered in the way that it was planted. Well, it was like, definitely terraformed for sure. Yeah. The soil there is different than anywhere else on the planet. It potentially was our pharmacy, like a, a like man-made pharmacy, which is super interesting. 
yep. or command cultivated. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and so many people that I've read, you know, legit scientists say that the, the Amazon is man-made. There's no way that it's naturally occurring. And now there's a bunch of pyramids that they're seeing with using like LIDAR. LIDAR yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super interesting. Well, and you think about it, the, the pyramids would act as that conductor, right? They would they would absorb that etheric energy, send it down into the soil a lot. And a lot of those pyramids either had a running water source underneath them or some sort of mercury pool, which then would resonate out to the surrounding areas. They had metal tops, too. And it was super interesting is there's metal rods in between the stones sometimes. So it's like they have a whole like electrical grid within some of these metallical med uh, whatever those big ass rock buildings. <laughs> <laughs> the megalithics. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's like, wild. And my it's like, how do they melt metal and make these little rods? And they're like, oh, they use them as like pins to keep these together. And it's like, that's just a whole nother level of, okay, so they drilled holes for these metal pins that they had smelted. Yeah. What they were Stone Age people. It's like, you know how hot it has to be to melt. But Nico, you know that, <laughs> you know, the pyramids were just burial chambers. Yeah. Right. Even though right. None, of, none of them were found in the burial chamber, they were found like in that little, like, village next to it or whatever yeah there's never (laughs) been a body or anything found in any pyramid yet we were sold the bullshit that these are oh yeah these were made as burial chambers for the king and you know the queen of the time it's like no they weren't you idiot like that's another (laughs) bullshit whitewashing of history because you know you start looking at the like the mathematics behind the pyramids too and supposedly you take uh, the base of the Giza pyramid or the, you know, the Egyptian pyramids and multiply it by 43,200 and you get, I believe it's the, the circumference of the equator around the earth. And then oh, wow. from top to bottom, if you, if you do it by 43,200, you get the size of the earth. It's like all mathematically ties on a, on a relative scale. What is the significance of the 43,200? Do you, you remember? Oh fuck! I'll have to look it up. It's a Gra- Graham Hancock pointed that out. Um, I don't remember. Let's see, forty three thousand two hundred significance. Have you have you heard the story of Napoleon meditating in there before? Like he started his reign and all that stuff. A bunch of different people meditating inside the king's chamber, like Hitler and like, and like uh, yeah. The, uh, who's the lady? The big uh, mother of um, uh, Theosophy. I can't believe I can't remember her name. Adam Blavatsky. Oh, <laughs> she's been in there as well, right? Okay. So oh, here, I didn't know her. Here we go. It says uh, Graham points out that if you multiply the base perimeter of the giant pyramid, which is three thousand twenty-four feet, by forty-three thousand two hundred, you get the Earth's equatorial circumference. If you multiply its height, which is four hundred eighty-one feet, by forty-three thousand two hundred, you're left with the rate a polar radius of the Earth. This number, 43,200, is relevant because it represents the axial precession of the Earth or the way in which it wobbles on its axis. 43,200 is a multiple of 72, which is the number of years it takes for one degree of that wobble. Okay. So, and then there's some interesting 72s. It's the number of languages spoken at the Tower of Babel. 72 is the number ah. of names for God in the Jewish Kabbalah. 
I think uh, there's also 72 names for the devil in the new and that satanic Bible. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. There's 72 temples at Anchor Wat, 72 just... degrees longitude between Anchor Wat and the Great Pyramid. Uh, 432,000 is the number of syllables in the Hindu Rig Veda. And then 432 hertz is the harmonic frequency believed to be the optimal resonance for music. Oh, yeah. That's what I listened to to sleep or put the kids to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's like a magic, man. You want to you want to feel I, I used it a little bit uh, when my arthritis was really bad. I'd have either 432 or 528 playing at night. 528. Yeah, that's a shit. It, it helped, you know, oh, I yeah. didn't cure it by any means. But man, did it. I slept like a baby and felt great afterwards. It helps me like edit if I have to sit in my computer all day. Like if I listen to podcasts too long, then I'll be like, oh, I got it. But that helps me like just chill in my seat. But if I'm doing physical stuff, then I can listen to podcasts. And Yeah. But uh, have you ever heard like a Napoleon and Hitler? Well, you everyone's heard like Hitler uh, potentially didn't die. And he was funded by what like the people who say that they were against him, like the United States and um a bunch of like Jewish American or like uh, people also funded him. And it's interesting because Napoleon now, I think Hitler definitely didn't die because I think it's the same playbook as Napoleon. Cause you know how Napoleon went twice, like his first run um, and they beat him back. They just, you know, they're like, you know what? We're going to be gentlemen after you've killed thousands of people across all these different countries. We're just going to uh, put you in timeout on an island. It's like, no, they would have fucking taken him like they did to Gaddafi and yeah. given him the Gaddafi treatment. They're not going to just tap him on the wrist and be like, okay, well, now you're going to have timeout on this island, probably Epstein Island. And uh, so he was there for a few years. Wait till the French have, like, I think it's just a population control thing. Like, wait till they have too many peasants again or some uppity people that they need to draft. Well, he took and- the Pope hostage. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't... he arrested the Pope. <laughs> yeah, <That's> Napoleon cr- <laughs> was a gangster, man. When he came out, let me see. Uh, I just want to make sure I got that. Because he either arrested or he had one of the... Uh, oh, shit. But I feel like all these was... all these wars were fake, like, just yeah, done. Like, he kidnapped as a the Pope. Agreement. Uh-huh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. What's it say here? Uh... Was yeah, it between... w- from from Rome or from uh Yeah. He, really? He, oh he, shit. The, the the palace in Rome, he penetrated the palace, uh he had papal servants do it, and he took Pope Pius VII hostage, and he would not return to Rome for another five years. Now you know what's funny though, is like in hindsight, you know that, that shit was rigged, like it was staged, right? Yeah. Like it had to have been. There's big, no fucking way. A big loose trap. He he came out and he was like, "What's up, dog? <laughs> yeah, let's go. I got get your bitch. Bitches. What yeah. are you gonna do now? Right? Like, <laughs> there's there's no way that the set someone's years. able to do that. It's like right? yeah, it's like he went up to the Roman Catholic Church and stole their nose. He's like, I got your nose. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, man. And he's that's like nuts. he's like French bitches for five years. What a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh the oh, tragedy <laughs> hey nico we never asked you this last time you were on so we got the whole five rack would you rather fight 
five <laughs> raccoons at once or a bear of your weight. Oh, shit. To death, no weapons, unless there's something around that you can pick up, you know, a stick or a rock or something, but we're not, you're not, you know, bringing a gun to this or anything. This is basically combat. I think unless I could get a chokehold on the bear pretty quickly, like if he got one of my arms in his mouth and disabled them, especially my right arm, that would be a real struggle. So I'm thinking the <laughs> raccoons. It, it depends if I... It, if I'm in open ground, maybe the bear. But if I, if if I had if I could get my back against like a, a tree or something, and I can you can choose your level. You can yeah. choose. Oh, yeah. The, then the, if the, I have a, a flat wall, then I'm fighting raccoons. A flat brick wall, not a tree, because they could climb it. Because if yeah. I've got my back to the wall and they can't bite my ankles and shit like that, then I'm stomping them out uh, as they come at me. Because I've noticed in the wild, that's how a lot of animals put up their last stand <laughs> is against yeah. a tree or a wall or something like that to especially when there's multiple opponents yeah as long as you don't get surrounded you're pretty much in control if you're larger too i yeah <laughs> yeah this dude michael sent me a video of a bear playing with a person and then sent me a video of a raccoon that he caught in a cage i guess he's got it like the I, speed I don't know if... of a raccoon is just terrifying the and, speed and dude, <laughs> they are not nice animals like they think that people think that they're cute and shit dude this guy goes up with the camera to this raccoon in this cage and of course it's a fucking disappearing message so it just sounds like i'm making this up but this guy goes up to the camera the dude that sent me this and the raccoon sounds like a bear when it's growling. oh yeah oh yeah like it's got a guttural deep growl it looks like it wants nothing more than to rip this dude's face off well and that's the thing though i mean you can get bears that are the same way it's it's hilarious because you can domesticate both of those Right, right. You know, yeah. you can demand. I, I know people that one of my coworkers has raccoons as pets in her house, and she's like, "It's just like having a cat." You know, they're they're loving animals. They're nice. You know, she goes, "But if they get rabies, you're fucked." You know, yeah. they're, they're they're gonna mess you up. It doesn't matter what it is. But she goes in the wild. She goes, "It's a it's a crapshoot. It depends if they're hungry or not. If they're hungry or they feel threatened, they will fuck you up. You know, well, they will put up a fight." My dogs get on them like we used to have chickens and quails and all that stuff. And so, like, if there's a possum out there, I'm like, whatever, they'll they'll kill it in two seconds. But a raccoon, like, they go after it. Like, they if they're gonna catch it, they're gonna fight it. I have to go after it with a bat, being like, if you get a hold of that raccoon, I'm gonna have to save you from getting disemboweled. And I have yeah. a, Dober- a Doberman and a, like a Pitbull mix. But I'm like, if it gets under you and just goes like this, like you could have your organs sprawled all over this place. So Flesh, especially the yeah. Doberman. Yeah, so it's, it's. <laughs> yeah, they're they're scary animals, man. Think about a house cat, right? How how cute are house cats? They seem like there's no threat there. If that's a wild cat of that same size, it oh, is wrecking fuck. your shit. Wrecking dude, we have one in our neighborhood. We have this feral cat, and dude, <laughs> dude, I just watch it just gangster like chickens, ducks, like he'll fuck up anything, dude, man. Yep. This cat, I will not go. I see that cat out there, and I'm like, I get the dog in the house because I'm like, you are not getting fucked oh, up. We were staying in Mexico, and a cat jumped through our window because it didn't have a screen on the second story. And I oh, had four, four dogs there at the time, a Doberman, two, uh, two Pipple mixes, and a German Shepherd. And the cat was just standing like, ass, ass. Yeah. And I'm like what the shit? And then my Doberman was like keeping them back, my other dogs. And then so I run in and grab 
like try and grab the cat, but my other dog grabs it first and I'm trying to take it out of its mouth. And he's just like, are you stupid? I'm trying to save you from this demon creature. And the cat is just shishiming my arm the whole time. Like, and uh, like, and the, the claws are so sharp that they like, are they like you don't feel it at first but afterwards like the bacteria or some shit in them like fucks your shit up so bad i got like the gnarliest infections the blood was crazy i thought i was gonna like die there from a fucking cat shishiming my arm because all the well they walk around in their own shit in litter boxes and stuff right so like yeah they're they got they're dirty animals dude it's like its own weapon man the freaking the bacteria is like a like a komodo and, dragon like a komodo dragon exactly <laughs> dude like they were gonna i was gonna die eventually from that fuck it was gonna eat me later dude like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's we, we gotta get like a world series of uh of animals that you'd rather fight and why like a one komodo dragon or 20 gila monsters what would you rather fight you know what i mean something like that keep it uh, along the same i mean that's a that's a nightmare situation right there because the gila monsters are wrecking dude, your ship too how about the arena really changes it? What if you're fighting like in water? Like, you know, that might be interesting. <laughs> I'm not fighting anything in water, dude. There's no way that you're fighting anything in water. That's like, have you guys seen the the movie, uh, the documentary Netflix Chimp Empire? No. Dude, no, I haven't. This w- is, you got to watch that. That shit is amazing. This dude spent 400 days and, and there's been scientists there for 30 years following these two... Um, I don't know what you call them, like packs of chimps. And these motherfuckers (laughs) go to war and over territory. And like the lead chimp in one of the uh, clans used to be a member in in the other clan. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's it's like, dude, you watch this and and it's it's tough to watch some of the time because I mean, spoiler, but one of the chimps gets fucked up and killed by uh <laughs> by the other clan and dude they beat this thing to death and oh it's like... dude that kind of stuff is awesome to watch <laughs> i think like the nature is metal stuff i don't know if you guys have seen yeah. that oh yeah it's sad but it's like anyone that's against zoos just show them that page yeah like these animals fuck each other up in nature have Chimp you seen this documentary monkeys they hunt the little baby monkeys. Have Dude, you seen that's that? what they do in this. They and hunt. they eat them alive. Like, At one they'll... point, they're eating a monkey. They and they it's like caught... ah ah, and it's, it's just like up. yeah, eating its intestines like like not yeah. even tripping about it. They do it for like fun, fun. too. Yeah, you no, know? like, like it's not even something like they do. Like it, I mean, obviously they eat it, but like they it's just a trait amongst monkeys. intelligent animals. Like killer whales do that shit. Like they fuck up animals for no reason. Like they'll come and fuck a bird up and not even eat it and just be like West West Coast dog and just swim off. And <laughs> I like how you called it a killer whale too, not a killer. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the documentary called Cocaine Bear? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that I is a documentary. To. It happened that that's based on real events. But uh, <laughs> dude what a great movie that is right i mean that's just an incredible movie if you're in for a good time now if you're going to sit there and like analyze it like yeah a don't break it critic, down like it's not yeah. oscar award winning or whatever it, it sounds like know, a 90s movie or like an 80s movie which we haven't had something like that in a long time it's like, like yeah. a sharknado but good yeah <laughs> it's it's actually legitimately good. snakes on a plane uh yeah it's like that but good but and that's good. what happened with this woke shit it killed comedy movies like you can't make comedy movies anymore the tropic thunder some... try and make tropic yeah. thunder i mean ace ventura with the tranny scene 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're all puking in the bar because they made out with the tranny. Like, dude, I watched Shallow Hal yesterday. Good luck making that shit with the yeah. fat. Oh, I love that movie. I fucking well, love great. it. Or you go back even further, like Revenge of the Nerds. Or oh, there's like this. Te- technically, what, what, is there rape in that or some shit? Or like, well, yeah, he has, <laughs> he has sex with the girl and she likes it. But yeah, he pretends to be her boyfriend. But yeah, any of those like these days, it'd be a cancelization for sure, <laughs> dude. It's just Especially like if but, he was rich. <laughs> why? Why? I just don't get it. I'm like, society is so fragile that a movie is something you're gonna fight against. Like that's how Break little problems we have. Breaking down culture—that's what it's about. Yeah, making it so that we don't have good movies. I heard this really good take on the whole Bud Light situation. You know, take these brands that are like cornerstones of American spirit, right? Bud, Budweiser, Chevy, you could say Target's one of those two. There's all kinds of companies like that, right? And you take that company and you make it gay, you make it all about trans stuff, and everyone goes against it. They still get their money. They get credits, just like uh, companies get credits for recycling. These yep. companies are getting credits for going woke and doing this trans shit. They're getting like World Economic Forum credits or ERC. something. ERC credits, I think that's what they're called. Yeah, there's some reason why they want to do it. And who gets affected? The frontline Bud Light workers, like the people that go stock the shelves of Bud Light. They get less commission, right? The salesmen, because I know how that shit works. They get commission, like one or two cents off each case that they sell into a store. Well, oh, so, yeah, I, the, the I frontline gotta, people are getting affected. Every business in general right now is trying to purge employees but not get in trouble for purging employees so this is a great way to be like oh we took a financial hit we're gonna need to cut a bunch of employees and then you don't have to this is the same reason like why bill gates got divorced like they were never really married to begin with it was because when you divorce you can divest a shit ton of money you can sell a shit ton of stocks without anybody freaking out and being like oh my god is something about to happen and elon musk had the same thing so they use these divorces like uh financial move like yeah it's shocking look at they they're all divorced like bezos had it happen recently gates i'm sure they'll get married again so that for before the next crash in 10 years but bezos (laughs) is engaged now he really his wife like a 10 million dollar engagement ring or 10 carat engagement ring some fucking insane thing and he's building like some hundred seventy five million dollar mansion for her. Like they're trying to make him like a Lex Luthor ar- archetype. Like that's yeah. his whole fucking. He's all juiced up now. Yeah, he's all jacked and juiced up, and he's they replaced him with whatever clone they did. Dave Chappelle. They got that like <laughs> <laughs> they hit him with the same serum or some shit. <laughs> Crazy dude, it's so Crazy. fucked. All right, let's get out of here. Let's go around the horn, Nico. Where can they find your stuff, man? Check me out at the Cronspiracist on um, I'm on Spotify, but it's distributed to Apple and uh, wherever other places Spotify is doing it right now. And then uh, Instagram, that's the places you'll find me. And then if you need any uh, CBD pet needs, um, check out um, purepetwellness.com and use discount code. I think do you have a discount code for your show? I do not. You do not. Well, then maybe we'll use Ryan's code. What was your code, Ryan? Use code DWP then. In that DWP. Case. Awesome. We will That'll get that you 20% off. Yeah. That's good stuff. 
Dude, oh, my yeah. dogs like that stuff, man. And when I give them the CBD and it's storming outside, they're real chill. I, it's legitimately good. Made in America. Can't can't go wrong, dude. Yeah, it's I like a, it. a passion project of mine, too. So it's like I do. I work two nine to fives other than this. Like I have a photography and then I do uh, like maintenance work and everything. So like this, I don't need to 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 uh, put some Chinese CBD in there to make some extra money or anything like that. I'm like, like my dogs use this. I use it. Um it's no, all you use the pet ingredients. stuff. Yeah, it's uh, all human grade ingredients. I used to have a pet line uh, or a human slash pet line, but then I finally talked to like one of the stores I was working with, and they're like, "You need to like rebrand and get more business minded," because it was called DPTV, which could be <laughs> considered <laughs> as some other shit. <laughs> okay, right? It was Dogpile TV, which was my YouTube channel. So I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just you know <laughs> run off of this completely not business minded at all." Um, but so that's what I had to go rebrand recently. So I stopped podcasting for like a year during that time, and just I do everything: the labels, the yeah, everything. So it took a while, but awesome. that's how you that's how you know it's a uh, legit. <laughs> Awesome. That's good to know. I can use it if I want to, too. Oh, yeah. About it. I was like, I wonder if I can rub this on my knees. Dude, it's great for your knees, wrist. If you're doing a lot of like computer work, you get like carpal tunnel type stuff going on. So even I um, won't the turn into a dog if I use that. That's good. No. Enough. Yeah. And the balms are good on like cuts and stuff like that, too. Like it's awesome. the, all the ingredients have natural properties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. My dogs love it, dude. So shout out. Uh, yeah, definitely, I, man. I will put that in the show notes. Hell yeah. I'm going to look into that. Oh, yeah. And thanks for letting me come on today. It was I was like, oh, Monday night. I love the show. I love last time coming on. Um, it was epic, <laughs> especially talking about that um, that infrared stuff. That was insane. Yeah, that was pretty wild, man. No, anytime, man. Hey, feel free to drop in. That's why I love it. People enjoy listening and people enjoy hopping on. And that's why we're going to keep doing it. So, Rye, what do you got going on? Nothing, man. The same old stuff over here. Just, uh, you know, putting out more content and uh, enjoying things. I got that soap that I'm going to start giving to Patreon uh, people, like my $10 tier. If anyone ends up wanting to buy any, that'll be a, a separate thing. But just uh, not really counting on selling it. Just something kind of fun to give to people. So excited for that. And uh, other than that, man, not, not a whole lot. Those things are cool, man. I'm, I'm into the, those different soap brands. They're all fun. Yeah, they're fine. It's just something kind of different. If you like conspiracy shit, got like a Bigfoot scent, MK Ultra. Oh, what? Alien one. Yeah. yeah, they're they're good too. They're all natural Dude, stuff. That's some stocking called... stuffers right there. Yeah, man, they're <laughs> cool. They're really cool. Like I, I'm trying to work on the labeling to get some better labeling in the future, but it's just something fun for right now. So the gifts, it's hard to give gifts, but something like that is like it's it's epic. Like it's it's something that i would love yeah. to get as a gift like <laughs> right right yeah. something fun exactly. they smell good something yeah. fun yeah like and personal like i'm like oh conspiracies dude that, how do you know me man right right <laughs> and i can yeah we're them. hoping to get more scents out there there's like some black bars i want to make a black cube one and like oh dude bullshit. so yeah we're, it's just something fun right now but uh patreon subscribers will start getting those so that's about it dude what about you nice i don't have much i'm busy coaching right now so I'll be working on the show a little bit here and there when I have some free time. But right now I'm double dipping. I got my son's Little League team and his travel team. How, going, how so. old is how old is he? 10. 
10. Oh, did I photographed the teams uh, this time of year, so I can't imagine wrangling them for more than a few seconds because that oh, was difficult. Dude, it's, it's draining. You know, <laughs> and they each I, have I, a different personality, like eat completely different. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> dude, it's hilarious because my assistant coach and I, we joke because I'm always with her. I'm like, dude, next year we have to put a uh, a therapist couch into our budget. <laughs> right. Dude, I spend more time like some thrive massaging these kids and trying to keep them from like jumping off the proverbial building but other kids thrive from that yeah like i i would thrive from people putting a little fire under my ass so like yeah my dad was in the navy so i was used to a little well not kids today man yeah Yeah. (laughs) there are some that need that right there's some that need a swift kick otherwise they'll push they'll push back (laughs) yeah and others others you just have to like totally get them off the edge like hey man it's okay like it life goes on this isn't the end of the because some of these kids this is the end of the world like one thing oh Oh, there it is trying to hold them up here just drop drop one yeah so there's a couple oh dude that's sick in the back so we got all the ingredients on there and stuff you know oh yeah the back is like super legit yeah yeah man they're fun the bigfoot bait you know new world order <laughs> just fun stuff man you know so dude those are cool you're gonna have bigfoot bait out. dude that's fuck. the bait is the is the creme de la creme right there too <laughs> just yeah, I'll, I'll, dude, I, I man, want I'm that on my you. bathroom <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, I'm going to send you, Matt, for sure. I'll send you one of each. And then also, Nico, I'll send you one of each, too, man. You let me uh, work with the CBD stuff, too. So I'll get you guys oh, some. Oh, yeah. They're fun, dude. But... I appreciate it. I'll push it. Oh, yeah, man. I was, Like I was talking about, I want to do collabs with, like, do, like, an old world one with your show's name on it. Like, The Great Deceptions, you know, whatever would be, like, some old world. Oh, yeah, dude. Shit. We'll do a World Fair one. Hell dude, yeah. Dude, what are those? Yeah, mi- yeah. The, the mystery boxes or whatever. We could do a conspiracy mystery box between all the podcasts. I Dude, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I want, want to start doing, like, actual fun stuff. There's people that say that they build communities and they don't do anything other than benefit themselves. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, it'd be cool to get something where everyone's, like, having fun, has some creative input, and, like, can do some fun shit together. So, definitely Um, yeah man that's what it's about excellent all right guys another one in the books i appreciate it and uh have a great night stay strong question everything too many special olympians in this society and um you don't want to be one of them but They seem to always be the most popular comments. Again, you know, America, full of morons, full of fat slobs, full of people with shit listening skills. Don't be one of them. Pull your head out of your ass. The knowledge I teach speaks volumes.